G'day basketball fans, it's Guy Williams here, just with a quick update on the pod. Sad news is that it looks like the Advanced Analytics podcast will not be happening for the foreseeable future anyway. We're taking a break um, from doing no research and putting in no effort. Somehow that was too much for us. Um, If you're wondering, Guy, what happened to the best basketball podcast in the world? Well, I'll tell you. I went into the group message and um, put out a message to Paul and JT and I said, hey guys, the season's starting in a month. We should probably um, get going to recording some podcasts, maybe some previews. And uh, JT responded with, I'm keen if you guys are. And Paul, um, in classic Paul Williams fashion, did not reply Um, just left me on scene. So I was like, hey, Paul obviously has just been busy over in Europe um, doing his comedy shows. So what I'll do is I'll I'll reach out to him directly, my brother, my brother Paul. So I directly messaged my brother and said, hey, Paul, um, hey, man, you got to reply to the message. (laughs) We're looking to do the podcast again this year. And he um, left me on scene again which was pretty funny and pretty on brand, um, but also not appropriate. So then I messaged JT and said, ha, 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 Paul has left me on scene, classic. And JT wrote, ha, ha, classic. And then after waiting a day, I was like, Paul, you fucking asshole. You got to reply to one of my messages. And he he wrote like, okay, or something like that. And then um, that's when I knew the podcast was probably over. So, to be honest, I, I mean, I'm blaming it all on Paul because it is all his fault. Um, and if you want to send, obviously, hate mail, death threats, whatever you got that you normally say for, like, female politicians or people of colour, um, please direct those to Paul Williams. Um, follow him on social medias and whatnot. Um, but in his defence, I must say that I'm a little bit um shaky on the NBA season this year. I subscribed to League Pass, but you know, my heart's just not in it, you know. It's a big year. We've got the Women's Rugby World Cup. I gotta focus on that. It sounds like I'm taking the first but I'm I'm genuinely excited about the Women's Rugby World Cup. New Zealand versus England is hopefully gonna be a final or a semi and that's gonna be like thrilling. Um uh we've got the football world cup um in Qatar, which I'm boycotting, but still watching all of the games just through an illegal stream. Um, but I will still be boycotting. And I tried to buy tickets to the Women's FIFA World Cup in um, uh, New Zealand. And fucking, you have to have a visa to buy those tickets. I don't have a visa card. What This isn't 1972. I don't have American Express either. My bank doesn't even offer a visa card as an option. So I'd have to literally start a bank account at a different bank to... Anyway, the point is FIFA sucks. I mean... Them not selling me a ticket because I don't have a visa is probably the least of their crimes. But boycott um, Qatar by raising awareness and also by illegally streaming that shit because it is going to be thrilling. Um, there's oh, there's too much sport at the moment. There's also a Rugby League World Cup, a 2020 World Cup. Um, I got into baseball. I was in America and quite enjoyed uh, watching the Dodgers lose to the Padres. That was sick. Um what else? I, I guess I guess I should dazzle you guys with um, my NBA knowledge, you know, just to give you just to, I know this is a sad podcast and I should probably 
you guys just to see what you're missing out on. Oh, by the way, I'm recording this in voice memos because I don't even, I can't even open my garage band, let alone, I was going to say, or Logic, but I'm not going to lie to you guys, I don't have Logic. Um, I also don't like the rapper Logic. Um, I just hate when he yells out, who can relate? <laughs> don't get me wrong, I mean, it's a song about depression, so if you do have depression, look out for yourself, get yourself, get yourself checked. Um... Oh, it's it's ironic that Paul wants to give up um, uh, the NBA podcast this year, as this has got to be one of the most exciting ever years for the Atlanta Magic. The one year where the Magic are, are mildly relevant, you know, they have the first pick in the draft. They have uh, uh, a team of seven foot giants who they run out there with. Like, is it? I was going to say Laurie Markinen, but it's not him. One of those big white guys, Hans or Franz, or Jans, Jans Wagner. They get him out there. He kind of runs the point. Paolo Banchero, who's massive. He's like got to be close to 6'10 or whatever. He's running the point. Um, it's the first year they're relevant. They're so exciting. They're running comedy lineups. And they're also tanking, it looks like. I'm proud of them for losing all their first four games um, to stay for Victor Wambiana. Because like everyone's celebrating. They're like, oh, the Spurs are doing so well. No, the Spurs are doing terrible. The Utah Jazz, you're supposed to be losing games. This is actually a disaster, and it's going to be embarrassing for the NBA. I mean, to be fair, I mean, sports should be, you you should be trying to win. But in the NBA, we all know that that's not necessarily the case. And it looks like the Spurs and the Jazz should be trying to lose games um, for what looks like it's going to be an amazing draft. And those idiots are winning, and that creates this really awkward situation where the front offices are probably going to have to make some crazy trades or, you know, start awkwardly resting guys for injury purposes, and it's going to make the whole league look like a sham. And if the teams that were supposed to win, like the Lakers and Sixers and Timberwolves, could just go out there and win, and the teams that aren't supposed to win, like the Jazz and the um, Spurs, could just lay the fuck down, the world would be a better place. But it has made me um, realize how, like, kind of, like, I mean, the NBA, we've talked about this every year, the NBA regular season is kind of a bit of a sham anyway. It's just not relevant enough. The good teams can kind of sneak through with the fourth or fifth seed and then just try and win out from there. I say that. I haven't backed that up. I don't know if the good teams are. I remember LeBron James's teams used to, you know, qualify sixth and then just go destroy Toronto in the first round. Those were dark times in my life. Um, but you know, like the good teams just seem to be kind of just cruising along, trying stuff, you know, you you can tell that, um, uh, the Bucks and the, and the Warriors and the Celtics are kind of just like, they take it seriously and they try and win all their games, but they're also just cruising for the regular season. And it will be interesting to see if like a team like the Grizzlies or something can really make a statement, but overall it just is kind of bleak that at least six or seven teams are either tanking actively or should be tanking. I actually don't know if the Magic are tanking. Paul says they're not, but like they should be and they they are doing a good job of tanking. If they're not tanking, they're doing an excellent job of, I don't know. I don't know what's up with the Magic, but with all these teams intentionally losing, which is what they should be doing, um, it does kind of make the regular season a bit of a farce. It's always annoying when you go, oh, this team beat that team and you realise it was on the second game of a back-to-back. You know, like rest and who's playing and the rotations and whether Kawhi Leonard playing is so 
is so important for regular season record. Like people often say the team that gets a good regular season record is just a sign that your team wasn't injured. Um, and I, I, it's been hard for me to... I, I know this is a very negative way of looking at the game we love, but that was quite sincere, eh? The game we love. Well, Paul doesn't love it. Obviously. Anyway, it, it, there's quite a negative vibe towards looking at the regular season, but it's hard not to be negative when you see the shit shows that some of these teams have put together as their roster, which is clearly not them trying to win as many NBA games as possible. Um, and I just noticed NBA Reddit. It's just so... And don't get me wrong. I love the Russell Westbrook LA Lakers shit show as much as anyone, and I'm just eating up every moment of that, or the toxicity that is developing with the Timberwolves. Love it. But it is kind of weird when the NBA, any, the Reddit, which is my favorite NBA form of media. I mean, NBA Twitter is pretty good, I guess. But like, it seems to thrive more on negativity these days than anything else, which is fine. But like, you know, it gets kind of a bit grim. <laughs> I mean, basketball is supposed to be fun. It gets grim after a while voting for, like rooting for losing, rooting to watch the the Lakers fail rather than watch them succeed is kind of depressing. I feel like any moment now, this is my preseason prediction, Russell Westbrook, um, this is a hot fire pod, eh? I was just supposed to say the pod's not coming back, and then you can just tell the, the see the juice that I've got, man. I'm ready to go. I should do a one-man pod. I don't need JT or Paul. I'm fucking ready to go. Um, what was... Oh, I, I spoke too soon, and I jinxed myself, and now I look like a, I look like a right idiot, to be honest. Um, what was my point going to be? Uh, my point's going to be, it's, it was going to tip. Russell Westbrook, any day now, is going to tip into, we're worried about his mental health, and it's actually really sad. And it is a sad career, end of career. I mean, our podcast, um, I mean, I always hated Russell Westbrook, but when Paul really hated him, he kind of took the king of the haters mantle. Um, we've kind of enjoyed watching Russell Westbrook's like quite rapid decline. I mean, I guess it's been like three years, but it was COVID and... I don't know. He wasn't completely disaster with the Warriors, uh, with the Rockets, sorry, and Wizards. But this like absolute crash and burn on the brightest stage in Los Angeles has been like entertaining to watch. But it's a, I think it's about to get really sad. And um, it's just because of the personality that Russell Westbrook is. You go like, oh, fuck him. You know, he's cocky. He's an asshole. He plays basketball like an idiot. And... Um, and his just his approach to the media and to um, the fans has been like he's been almost like gaslighting us. You know his his approach is like nothing's wrong. I'm perfect. Recording some Instagram stories when you're singing about how happy you are. That's always a red flag, eh? When you're recording Instagram, we all think about it. We're all like, I'm happy right now. I should film myself on Instagram. You don't actually do it, and especially when it's times when everyone assumes you must be sad. Um, so his approach has kind of made it easier to hate him, but it, it's going to get to a point soon where it's just incredibly sad and kind of bleak. If it's not at that point already, then it's, it's moments away. And I hope they don't do the turn. Like, um, actually guys, we're looking out for Russell's mental health. It's like, fuck, he has not made this de decline any easier. Um, but I don't know what to do about it. I also feel like it's kind of hurting LeBron's legacy as well, just because, um, for the last like five or six years, he has, I mean, it's hard when you get interviewed every five minutes of the day, but he has just seemed so catty and um, him just two games in saying we've got no shooters. You knew that at training camp, you fucker. 
you can't say that now. I don't know if LeBron, you know, the rumor on the internet is that LeBron wanted Westbrook and they had to lose talent for that. Um, but it does seem kind of like, it, it destroys LeBron's legacy a little bit when he just, I mean, shit, Michael Jordan would have been, I'm not comparing him to Jordan and saying cattiness ruins his comparison standing to Jordan, but like, if Jordan had been interviewed and covered as much as LeBron is on modern, modern, modern social media, where like people can live stream you from um, a restaurant you're eating at or something like that, then chances are Jordan would have had a lot more disastrous moments. He was able to, I mean, I know he was filmed a lot, but he was able to carefully cultivate his image with the NBA to be like this, you know, to be the GOAT. A lot of that is, I mean, I, I think he's the greatest player of all time, but a lot of that is kind of propaganda as well. We're watching all these videos, Michael Jordan's playground, Michael Jordan, um, come fly with me and all that. And now, of course, the last dance. There's been so many docos just like building Jordan up to be someone that he's clearly not, which um, is some sort of like person who who rose who rises above humanity's troubles to be the greatest player of all time. When in reality, he's just like a a psychopath who is excellent at basketball. Um, LeBron has definitely come across as being a bit more human, sulking, walking off the court, and stuff like that. But watching him with the Lakers has been depressing. And it, if he is a basketball genius, it's weird that his teams have always been so. Uh, poorly constructed and so often struggling from kind of weird chemistry issues that seem to be a direct result of him being a little bit um I don't like to use gendered uh swear words but he's bit, he's a bitch he's, he's he's often bitchy um towards uh towards his teammates sorry for using a uh, a feminine word there which he doesn't deserve but there's no unfortunately there's no the C word and the B word, there's no like other good equivalent, you know, like, like the C word kind of means like evil asshole and New Zealand can also mean friend. I love that, that, um, New Zealand and Australia, we call you, we call assholes mate and, uh, and your mates the C word, but like generally, um, the C word is a word that is very good. It's a good word to use. It sounds awesome. And it, um, it means a specific thing that you can't always, you know, like Donald Trump is a C word. Like that's the way to describe him. He's not, he, you, you know, like there is something in his head that's not quite right. And that makes him, he's not just evil or he's not just an asshole. Or he's not just incompetent. He's this beautiful combination of all of them, which makes him a C word. And unfortunately, maybe it just shows my lack of vocabulary. I don't have a word for that yet. Um, I don't have a word for someone who is, constantly I guess catty is another word but again that's kind of feminine as well just someone who's constantly taking shots at other people and and kind of like subtly undermining them you know you use the word the b word and uh I don't have another word for that so I'm calling LeBron that a little bit just early in the season I don't know just seems kind of disingenuous and also hurts his legacy I mean I know he's playing well but um you know he's a leader of a team that just seems constantly in shambles um, it's not not a great look. The final thing I want to say is um, just the salary cap, and I wish Paul and JT were here to push back on that. But um, uh, it is really interesting how the salary cap works, and I kind of find it's, it, it's it's almost a flaw in the system. I'm not saying the Warriors are cheating, but that is what I want to say. So that's why I'm saying I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. But they're not cheating. However, by pushing the rules to a limits that other teams aren't willing to go to. 
they do have like an amazing advantage. The Warriors and the Clippers. The Clippers have yet to be seen whether their spending is actually going to pay off or whether Kawhi and Paul George can't come back to what their contracts allow. But the Clippers have been assembling this amazing team based on other teams just trying to duck under the cap, right? They pick up players because um, they other teams just can't afford them. Um, the Warriors have won a championship and normally the tax, the point of a salary cap is you tax the good teams. It's, I don't think this is necessarily the way it should be, but this is the way it is. Um, you, your players become overvalued and then they normally leave in free agency or they get offer sheets from other teams who want a piece of you and also other teams who want to steal your good talent away. And some of them have been. I think they lost um, GP2 in the offseason, Gary Payton. Um, I, I still think of the glove, um, the original glove, when I think of uh, Gary Payton 1, when I think of Gary Payton. But anyway, um, uh, you know, Paul, uh, Kaminga, there's a whole bunch of Warriors that probably would have been lost um, had it not been for the Warriors just being willing to spend $500 million on their team. Much of that, almost half of that, is luxury tax. And they're allowed to do that, and that's fine. But the Bucks won. And then they became weaker the next year by trying to save a little bit of money. Um, the what? The even the Lakers, the richest and most valuable franchise in terms of like how much the team actually earns and generates, they won a championship and they cut costs, losing Caruso and um, that hipster guy who now plays for the Warriors. I've forgotten his name. I want to say Trevor Ariza, the new Trevor Ariza, the younger generic Kyle Kuzma. The, the Instagram dude. Um, so teams win. It's not good. I don't think those teams should have done that. But the Warriors have done what you should have done and gone way, way over the salary cap, which is um, good for them, but also kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just salty that the Warriors are, are so good. They're a beautiful team to watch. And I wouldn't, and also credit to the Warriors for constructing that team rather than buying it in like the... Uh, uh, teams like the Lakers and Nets have tried to do, which have failed spectacularly. Also, fuck Philadelphia. I'm glad to see them suffer. I think they will be good and they will get their shit together, but it's good to see them suffer. Also, fuck Boston. Um, actually, Marcus Smart seems like a great guy. I mean, off the court and Tatum, but Jalen Brown and his bullshit can get fucked. Um, fuck Kanye and his anti-Semitism. I know it sounds not related, but Jalen Brown today said he's staying with Donda Management despite Kanye being... Oh, can I say this? My final interesting point, just to get this off my chest. I've recorded a 20-minute podcast, but it's been hot shit. It's been hot shit, in my opinion. I'm delusional, eh? That's the secret to life, I think. Just be delusional. Be either so stupid that you think you're smart, like these anti-vaxxer motherfuckers, or be just have delusional self-confidence. And that's what I have, which is a real blessing most of the time. If you don't, re- I've got the opposite of imposter syndrome, whatever that is. What's the opposite of imposter syndrome? I'm not imposting. I am, yeah, it's a, um, it's a awesome, awesomeness syndrome or something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with a better name for that in the future. Um, my final point was going to be, um, Kanye, Jalen Brown, Philadelphia, Fuck, I've forgotten it. That's horrific. I had a point, honestly, guys. It was so good. Maybe I'll record another podcast to get my final great point out. Because it'll come to me in like two minutes' time. 
Kanye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Okay, it's not that good a point. But I was... I, I don't think this is necessarily the case, but one thing I was annoyed is Kanye... Uh, sorry. Kobe Bryant. Kanye's not as bad as Kobe, by the Well, in my opinion, Kobe is uh, an admitted rapist and his legal team and PR team and I guess Nike and everyone else has managed to do a good job of blurring where that is. But he did release a statement saying... The, anyway, I don't want to go too deep into that. You've heard my opinions on that before. Kanye, um, uh, I worry, is going to have a similar sort of Kobe Bryant re- redemption art where Kobe, he he, he got uh, accused of sexual misconduct. It was settled out of court probably for a big sum of money. No one actually knows the exact details. But you assume for money, the fact that he had to do a apology letter as well. Um, oh, fuck, it's a ridiculous case. Anyway, he got dropped by Adidas. He had a year off where he was a sneaker free agent and he wore Reeboks and Iversons and Jordans and everything, which is obviously just Nike. And then the next year, he just signed with Nike and did one of the most lucrative sneaker contact contracts ever, which I thought was kind of bullshit because, uh, you know, like Nike just like, give him a year to cool off and then sign him. I'm certain a similar thing will happen with Kanye, where if you don't know, Kanye's been anti-Semitic. I mean, this has been a long line of bullshit from Kanye but finally anti-semitism is the thing that's pushed over the top not him saving slavery was a choice or the horrible shit he said about um, the African-American community as well I don't know he's just been unfortunately I'm a huge Kanye fan but he's been cooked for a long time and you can defend him by saying he's mentally ill but like there's a lot of mentally ill people out there who are not huge um, c-words Kanye has yeah unfortunately gone off the deep end and He's a huge deal to Adidas. Like he's one of the, he probably the biggest signing, which is amazing because you normally assume that to be a basketball player. But James Harden obviously isn't worth shit, and his sneaker line's been. I don't know who else they have. They they had Derek Rose. I don't even know who their big player is now. Donovan Mitchell's probably not worth that much. Damian Lillard, like Adidas is in trouble, man. I was going to say, do they have Luca? I was like, they don't. They don't have anyone at the moment. Um, but so Kanye was their big, big guy. So it was a big. It took them longer, like. His agency, um, a lot of his sponsors dropped him straight away, and then Adidas had to take two days to think about it, um, which is ironic because they're a, um, a, a German company, obviously, where anti-Semitism is incredibly, um, an incredibly difficult topic um, because uh, of World War II. Don't know if you've ever heard of it, um, but uh, yeah, so obviously it was a very difficult decision for Adidas, an, an obvious and no-brainer decision for Adidas to make, but a difficult decision from a, a financial standpoint. And I'm just worried that um, and predict that Nike will just snap up Kanye in two years' time and act like nothing has happened, or maybe even release like a, a mental health awareness shoe. Well, so, I don't know, but they'll somehow. It's, it, I feel like bullshit is coming. Um, either that, or Kanye ends in tragedy. Um, I hope Kanye gets the help he needs. Um, I hope uh, Nike stops sport washing um, seemingly bad people. And uh, anyway, I should uh, get off my high horse now and leave you alone. Um, But this is the last podcast for Advanced Analytics for a while. I like to think that after the Football World Cup in uh, next year, you know, we will be, um, the playoffs will be exciting as because there's probably like, on a positive note about the NBA, there is like, 10 teams right now who legitimately go hey we're gonna make some noise this year like if you look at like even teams like 
I don't know. Dallas could be good. Hard to say. I would say probably not, but you know, you never know. Um, uh, Toronto could surprise you. Um, Miami obviously is always surprised. There's a lot of those borderline teams that you never know. Like Miami always, even though I think they're trash, they always, I mean, it's the heat culture, baby. They always threaten. I would love to see um, Portland. I, I expected Portland to want to tank this year and be terrible. So they've already proven me wrong by starting like with a bit of a bit of fight. I I, I think it will. I mean, it's three games in; they'll probably turn to shit. But the team I'm really hoping for and rooting for this year, which I'd love to see get up, is uh, uh, Denver Nuggets. My good friend Andrew Price is a big Denver Nuggets believer, and always told me they were coming, and I didn't believe him. And uh, now they're here, and they've had terrible luck. Um, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. was always going to be injured and a well-known idiot. So I mean, that's. That's not bad luck, you you know, you you if you sign up clowns, you get a circus. Am I right, Britain? Am I right, America? Sorry, getting a bit getting a bit too real talk there. Um, uh, so yeah, they signed fuckwits, but I like Jamal Murray hasn't done anything bad. Um, so I'd love to see Jamal Murray um, get back to where he was because he was a thrilling player to watch, and um, I'd love for uh, Denver you know, Jokic to finally make some noise in the playoffs because every year he's had an excuse for a bad a bad playoffs. I mean, they had that one year where they, they ended up getting fucked up by the, was it the Warriors? They beat the Rockets. I can't even remember. They had that one year where they, maybe in the bubble where they overachieved a bit. But generally, um, they've had an excuse every year. So this year, I wish them an injury-free season because I want to see what they can do. And they're the team I'll be rooting for this year besides my Raptors, who are kind of in no man's land. But um, they've got good pieces, but their players come up for new contracts next year, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I can't even put music on this because, uh, yeah, you'll have to listen to an old, because I'm recording this in the voice memo app. Sorry, guys, it's new low, new low for the old podcast. But um, if you want to hear those classic songs, um, I'll perform them for you now. No, I'm joking. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll probably be back. Me and JT have been discussing doing a spin-off podcast that's sports-related, which could be a bit of fun. Um, so, uh, who knows? Keep this feed subscribed, because there might be some podcasts coming, maybe in the playoffs, maybe later on, maybe a different podcast where we just rebrand it. Who knows? But Advanced Analytics Forever, thank you to everyone who listened. Sorry to the loyal fans who hit me up in the streets. Um, we'll hopefully be back one more day. Um, I'll see you motherfuckers in the streets. Um, keep it real and uh, believe in yourself follow your dreams kia kaha goodbye